Tesla. You might think they're cool. I think they're cool. But according to Tesla bassist Brian Wheat, there are people who don't think they're cool. Let's just be honest. You ain't going to see Tesla on the fucking Jimmy Kimball show because we ain't cool with us. Okay? Period. I said it. So what? Jimmy, if you're listening, put Tesla on your show. Yeah, Jimmy. Put Tesla on. For me, one of the things that always made Tesla super cool is that I always got the sense that they really never cared too much about trying to fit into a mold. They were just going to do their thing. And you think about that first album back in 1986, Mechanical Resonance, you know, it just had a different vibe. We never really do the same thing twice. I tell people, it's like after the success of Signs, which was this acoustic thing, everyone expected us to do Signs Part 2. And we came out with the heaviest song of our career, Edison's Medicine, uh, right after that. So once you thought we were going to throw you a fastball, we threw you a curveball. Once you thought you were going to get a curveball, we threw you a changeup. And, then, you know, we're like that pitching analogy. We never throw the same pitch twice, you know. So, and I, I'm proud of that. I mean, things cool. In a prior interview, Brian had said, I play the bass. I'm not a bass player. And while, <laughs> yes, he is a bass player, when you look at his total body of work, you begin to understand what it is he was really saying. You see, Brian Wheat is, is multi-talented. And at the end of the day, he's, he's just driven to be a creator. I know I always wanted to be a, a quote-unquote rock star or whatever. You know, I wanted to be like that guy, Paul McCartney. I wanted to, you know, whatever he did, that voice, right? That was what I wanted to be. I wanted to, the reason I'm a bass player is because of Paul McCartney. I can't sing. We're saved my life. So, I mean, I, I do sing, but you wouldn't want to hear it. It's all tough in the backgrounds. <laughs> but... I mean, it's just driven. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I am driven in an entertainment field, but as much as you go, well, the bass playing and the, the artwork and, and being an author and stuff is I'm, I'm a manager and a music producer and as well. So I'm as driven in those aspects as well. And at home, you know, I'm driven to, you know, buy houses and redecorate them. And I mean, it, I, you know, it's, I don't know, some psychiatrist would have to figure out what makes me tick. And I spent 10 years with a guy and he couldn't figure it out. Well, yeah, clearly you're a creator. You, you create. I am creative. Yes. Yeah. I would say that that's yeah. probably a fair assessment. Bass player, songwriter, author, painter. Brian Wheat's a man of, of many talents. In addition to being in Tesla, he's got another band called Soul Motor, which has put out five albums, the most recent being a concept album called Right Place at the Wrong Time, which after listening to it a number of times, I can tell you it's in my top three favorite concept albums and give it enough time and it may find itself in the top two. The opening track it just hooks you. 65 El Camino, rising up from the sun. Three tabs of mescaline, should I just took one. Yeah, look, baby, don't worry about it. I'll be down there tonight, all right? 45 in the glove box. I, I love concept albums. Love them. Mm, yeah. and, and I had to kind of kick myself because it's like, how the hell did I miss this in 2011? I think that's a lot of really people weird. missed it. So 
if you're not familiar with Soul Motor, I definitely invite you to give it a listen because they kick ass. And here's some good news. Brian shared with me that there's going to be a lot more Soul Motor coming out here in the very near future. So there's three Soul Motor EPs that are going to go. They're going to come out like over the course of 18 months, every six months. Oh, that's cool. So every month there'll be a track. One track, one track, one track, one track, one track. That'll be one EP. One track, one track. Every month will be a new track. And then it'll be an EP when it's all, you know, three EPs when it's all over. Now, in case you haven't picked up on it by now, Brian's not one to be confined to a box. Nobody puts baby in a corner. He's going to create what he wants to create. And to top that off, now I've got a third band. Okay. Which is more of a pop band, which is called... Violet Breed, and that's with this kid from England. And uh, that's more of a, you really get my McCartney side, you know what I mean? That real band on the run, you know, wings, beetle stuff. And one of the things that's really cool about talking with Brian is you, you, you get a sense of the influence that Paul McCartney and the Beatles would have on him. The greatest song of all time, in my opinion, is Let It Be. There wouldn't have been an imagined if there wasn't Let It Be. And John Lennon pissed all over Let It Be, said it was terrible, it should have been a wing song. Nah, you know, he was such an angry man. I mean, Let It Be is just, to me, that's, you know, when I die, play that song, man. And one of the Tesla songs that Brian would write, drawing from his Beatles influence, would be Paradise, from 1989's The Great Radio Controversy. As Paradise. I mean, when I was doing Paradise, it was the same thing. You mentioned Paradise. Yes. I was trying to, and get my Beatles on, you know? How I love all of those crazy little things said and done And, and, you know, that, that's what we, we, we do. And we still do. We still write new music. We still put new music out. In fact, Tesla's going to have some new music coming out this year. You know, we've got a new track coming out in the, in the fall. Uh, a ballad that I think is probably going to be the thing most like love song we've done in a long, long time. So you think that it's over? Love is reach the end. Now, I can't talk about Tesla without touching on love song because I did a full commentary on this track. Uh, explaining why I think it's probably one of the best rock ballads to come out of the last 50 years. But surprisingly, to hear Brian tell the story, there were some who didn't see the potential in it. it hit, ironically, the funny thing about it is our record company and our management hated the song, said it was not a song, it was three parts. And uh, so we, we won that bet. And unfortunately, we made those guys pay for that for the rest of our career, which we probably shouldn't have because we didn't listen to, to anybody after that. It's like we were right about Love Song. And since we were talking about Love Song, it created the opportunity for Brian to invite Frank Hannon into the conversation. Do you want to say hi to Frank? Hey, yeah. Frank, come on over here. Jump in here. There's the guys that, 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 that bring it to you and brought it to you and have always brought it to you. Coming at you live from South Sacramento from the yeah. garage, Frank Cannon's house. How you doing, man? Doing good, Frank. Nice to meet you. brother. He taught me how to play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've had a long run. It's been really uh, great. I've been kind of eavesdropping. I was over here eating my lunch. And uh, thank you for supporting us and uh, giving us the exposure. And Frank would tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind Love Song. Uh, love song, you know, it's, it's it's inspired by Frampton. If you listen to All I Want to Be is By Your Side. Do what you do, don't bring me down. 
and Frampton's acoustic stuff like uh, Baby I Love Your Way. That was a big influence on on uh, me and Tesla and Peter Frampton's a huge one. And that right there, that is why I do what I do. That's why I love to make these videos. There's this idea of influence, the ability for one artist to light a spark in somebody else to become an artist. And it doesn't even have to be between you know artist to artist. It could be a book, painting, or song that just touches us as a, as a fan or as a listener or as the audience. So it's this idea of influence is why I like to do the, my videos. I like to talk about and recognize the influence of music. But having said that, getting back to Love Song, as great a song as it is, Brian and Frank shared with me that there is still something that troubles them. The one thing we can't figure out, though, is why they insist on fighting when we play Love Song. <laughs> That's when the brawls break out. Every time we play love song, it's a song about peace and love, and oh, it's a fucking brawl, man. And I'm the, and dudes hitting chicks. I'm serious. Oh, and hey, chicks get nuts too, man. It's oh, crazy. crazy. You, see some cat, you see some cat fights during oh, that song. Man, so people don't fight during love song. Fight during Edison's Medicine or something. All right, so there you go. Frank and Brian say no fighting during love song. And you know what? Maybe that's the reason why Jimmy Kimmel is afraid to bring them onto the show. It's because everybody starts kung fu fighting during Love Song. <laughs> so y'all are busy. You got you got some Tesla music yeah. coming out. You got some Soul Motor. That's um, right. Frank's got a new single coming out at the end of the year too. Um, Dave's got a solo album. Jeff, he just does Tesla. Jeff, he just does Tesla. But you're not. I can dig it. They stay pretty busy. 11 studio albums, most recently Shock in 2019, which was produced by Def Leppard's Phil Collins. And Tesla's got some new music coming right around the corner. We got a live album coming out uh, Memorial Day weekend. And it's nine live tracks from last year we recorded at Sturgis at the Full Throttle Saloon at Sturgis Bike Rally. And it's more of the rock tracks, so there's not no ballads. And it's got a surprise, like the bonus track of an Aerosmith song, um, SOS Too Bad off Get Your Wings, which we recorded in Frank's garage while we are rehearsing for this Vegas residency. And that comes out uh, May 29th. May 29th. Yeah. Sweet. And then, like I said, there's another single coming out at the end of the year, a, a big Tesla ballad. When people go, oh, you know... I, something that sounds like Tesla, I think this will be one of those songs. Towards the end of the uh, conversation, we got onto the subject of uh, longevity. Because after all, Tesla has a very long-term loyal fan base. And the question that I'll ask you before I share Brian's comments is, do you think the bands that are forming today and the fans of today have a mutual interest in creating a long-lasting relationship? Or is it just about the single? I saw a quote from Joe today. So we started in 77 you know, what are these new bands, will they still be talking about them in 2065? And he's kind of right. We came out in a, in, a, in a time where people were more interested in making bands career bands instead of a single and then be gone. So I think, you know, we achieved that, that the fact that we're sitting here in 2023 and me and Frank started in 1981. That's 43 years. Man, 43 years. You know, for me, it's been 36 years since the first time I got to see Tesla live. 1987, it's the first time I caught y'all live. You opened for Def Leppard. Yeah, we and did. I'll be honest. Me and a lot of my buddies, when we saw it, we weren't sure if uh, Def Leppard was going to let you guys back because you owned the show. 
No. Yeah. You guys own the show. We every You're very kind. And we have to thank Def Leppard for the band we are today because they really took us under their wing and they gave us everything. They, you know, all the PA, all the stage. And they said, your job is to go out there and try to blow us off the stage. And that was our job every night. I mean, and they were, they're a great band. They were, they are, they're, they're a great band. So we had to go out there every night and try to be as good as they were. And when we were kids, me and Frank used to play all kinds of Def Leppard songs when we were starting out. And, you know, we learned how to write songs, too, based on, you know, that. So Def Leppard were a huge part of Tesla. All right. So there you go. Tesla. Probably one of the coolest bands to come out of the 1980s. They were cool then. They're cool today. And if you agree with me, leave a comment where you mention at Jimmy Kimmel Live with the message. Jimmy, if you're listening, put Tesla on your show. <laughs>